The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And hello for today. Doesn't everyone want to create a career in life that they love? It seems so far away sometimes. Today I'm talking about this pesky little thing called the law of attraction. And I find so many folks who end up being our clients and, and come into my workshop, my kick-ass career workshop, uh, that they're, they're, they're getting frustrated. They're not understanding. I'm doing affirmations. I know what I want. I have a vision board. I've had it for years. What's going on? Well, I'm going to break this down today. I'm going to break down this law of attraction thing and talk about the slump that people are in when they are saying, I can't manifest. I'm going to break down some historical stuff I'm going to break down some science because I'm kind of like a little bit of a science nerd. And I'm going to talk through how this universal law works. I'm going to talk about why it tends not to work. And I'm going to talk about why it tends to work. So the main thread through all of this is that our intellectual brain is full of a set of instructions on how things are supposed to work, how the world works, what's possible for us. And when we begin defining how life goes, I mean, this is a big, big conversation about how does life go? How does this whole physical experience work? I'm not going to go into the why are we here, although I could answer that question on another call, uh, another on another show. Um, we are in a dilemma every single day because the physical body that our soul is in, in this human life, has senses and it has the ability to receive information and we kind of get faked out thinking that the physical body is all we are. We get super reminded because 98% of our experiences are physical and 98% of who we are is non-physical. So while we're going along our day, waking up, feeling tired, thirsty, having to go to the bathroom, brush our teeth, maybe there's a little rumbling of, of hunger, we need our coffee, but I'm a tea drinker, but anyway, we all have our like morning beverage, and the body is, is demanding our attention from the word go, from the, the time we flick our eyes open. And if you're like me, at a certain point in our lives, we wake up a little bit with a sore something. And sometimes that's the thing that kind of wakes us up. 
been lying on that hip for five hours. It's starting to hurt a little bit. And then we swing our legs out of bed and we touch the floor. Physical floor, physical feet, leaving the bed, stand up. Another day. Doesn't have to be another day. It could be, wow, another day. But what happens is that the body doesn't feel super great, typically for the normal person waking up. Sleep brings us to this level of unconsciousness and paralyzing. Literally during sleep, we're literally almost like our our limbs are literally almost paralyzed. Um, it, 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 It makes us immobile. And our brain is in a deep, deep, deep place that doesn't trigger the road to the bathroom and that sort of thing. So when we wake up, we're literally shocking the system a little bit and having it go through a transition of the brain chemistry, the physical awareness. It's literally almost like every muscle and cell in your body like has to kind of wake up. And as that's happening, you're getting all sorts of signals into your brain. And most likely, most of those signals are it hurts another day, struggle, body aches, got to go to the bathroom, brush the teeth, and you're like dragging your body. And when we do that, our physiology dominates how we feel. And when the physiology dominates how we feel first thing in the morning, guess what? It begins to dominate the whole day unless we do something about it. And it's up to us to do something about it, to start our day in a way that is going to be in alignment with our higher self. So few people commit to that, though. I know my clients commit to it because they're at a point in their lives and careers where it's like, I got to do something different, Mo. So they are coachable, they're committed, they're decisive, they're getting resourceful, they're doing stuff that they've never done before. Because that's what has to happen. Because if the body keeps dominating the day, we are not tapping into the unified field, the energetic universe, which is 98% of what's available to us. If the body dominates the day, we are not in our power. If the body dominates the day, we are letting natural, normal, physical and physiological stuff dictate who we are, how we feel, the decisions we make. And in human expansion, as we are today, in the beautiful way of the world and the globe, becoming a a higher vibrating place for all humankind. And I'm going to read something out of the Unity magazine from this month about that. We are all on a path of doing something that humanity never did before in the same level that it's done. And that is to exercise the leverage and the opportunity and the resources available to us in the unified field. For most of humanity's history, human beings on the Earth's surface, on the planet, have thought that there was something else going on 
religion and the whole idea of of a of a divinity of a higher thing has been around for all of humanity and there's been a lot of pagan stories and then that turned into more of a judeo-christian type of story and then we started having kind of some offshoots of that but this whole idea of a god this whole idea of a bigger presence has been around for thousands of years for humanity to try to understand something that they felt was going on but they didn't know exactly what it was or what it is so they created all these kind of stories that they could grab their hands around to explain phenomena that was not otherwise explainable and so we have everything from pagan rituals of fertility and the equinoxes and the seasonal changes and the moons and all of these things because i don't know 4 or 5000 plus years ago human beings were trying to figure out why is the moon sometimes this big thing and sometimes a small thing and what's going on and sometimes we have rain and thunderstorms and that feels not good and so they created all these gods and goddesses to de- describe and explain all of this phenomenon in life and that helped for a long time to settle people down oh that's just zeus being upset oh that's the uh, the full moon that's going to bless our crops all in an attempt to erase fear of the unknown all of humanity has been on a search to reduce fear and as humanity has been trying to explain things that we don't understand we have created stories and those stories have given us certainty around the things that we can't understand and those stories then begin to dominate the filters in which we view ourselves and the world so we have two filters who am i and what is the world and we each carry stories that define those two things and those stories help us navigate the world and us and these stories have shifted for the global mankind the stories have shifted over the thousands of years of humanity so far and we're now in another huge expansion and shift mode in the human experience and because we have scientific discoveries i'm sure there will be more as we continue to find out more and be able to measure more in the non-physical world but scientists have started to identify since 1905 when albert einstein uh arrived on the scene and started putting mathematical equations to how the universe works in the unseen universe they used to call it the ether now it's quantum physicists have kind of called it the unified field and and other kind of really cool quantumy type of words the scientists the quantum physicists the mathematicians who have been able to quantify the unquantifiable have allowed us to appreciate and understand 
how our universe is put together in a little bit more of an understanding of the things that religion and pagan rituals and all of these things for thousands of years had tried to tell us about. And so now as humans, we are on this planet in, a, in, a, in, a, in an amazing period of expansion. And one thing about the energetic universe, it's constantly in expansion. It's rapidly expanding now. Unity Magazine did such a great job. Uh, I think I have it handy. Such a great job and, and uh, shout out and kudos to all the folks at Unity who make this beautiful uh, magazine happen. Um, it's, it's first of all, a gorgeous magazine. And if you don't get it or haven't seen it, um, please check that out. Uh, Unity.org. Uh, I believe you can probably find out about it. Um, so the issue for July, August is, um, featuring a couple of people here who, um, I happen to know them as authors and, uh, insightful folks. David White, a poet is on the front cover. He's someone who I heard in person at a cardiovascular conference uh, about 20 years ago in my, in my career earlier in my life, uh, a, a beautiful poetic soul and, and Dawson Church an author, uh, scientist, and a gentleman who uh, recently has published the book Mind to Matter. And he's talking in the Unity magazine about the fact that we are expanding at the fastest pace ever for humanity. And just a few bullet points to uh, consider. Between 2000 and 2015, one billion people one-seventh of the world's population escaped poverty. That's right. In 15 years, one billion people escaped poverty. The lifespan of the average global citizen has doubled in the past century. Doubled. The world's wealth has grown 100-fold since the start of the 19th century and has tripled in the past 33 years alone. Despite the interruption of horrific wars, each century has been more peaceful than the one that preceded it. He goes on to elaborate a couple of other truisms about where we are as a planet and how beautiful and wonderful it's been for the human experience to be better and easier for billions, billions of people on this planet. We have now uh, 7 billion and counting uh, human beings on this beautiful, expansive planet. Years ago, we didn't have 7 billion. And 50 years ago before that, we didn't have even maybe a, bi a billion. I don't know the population statistics decade by decade, but it's been an expanding population as well. And there's always conversations in think tanks and that sort of thing. How are we going to keep up with the food supply necessary for all these people? Well, we're doing it. Uh, we're actually moving people out of poverty so they have more prosperity and can actually access food and pay for things. And it's really quite lovely. We're actually also helping people who haven't had access to clean drinking water. The proportion of the world's uh, <laughs> the proportion of the world's people without access to clean water and air has been roughly cut in half in the past decade. There's a lot of stuff that's going on so good. 
unfortunately, the news doesn't report this stuff, and it's sensationalized with uh, with words that are going to be uh, attention grabbing. So we miss we miss this. Why am I talking about this? Is because what we are knowing now as human beings is that when we tap into the energetic universe, we are tapping into the best of us, and. For those of us, those of you who have been raised in more of a Judeo-Christian methodology of a God or a Yahweh or, or, or a higher power, there's that description of it. And if you're more sciencey, the unified field has this power that is all-encompassing and it vibrates at a level of potentiality that one would equate to love. The potentiality of the unified field is, is all-encompassing and all, and all in. Unconditional love vibrates at that same level, joy. It vibrates at the same level of the potentiality of the unified field. Waves and particles are just kind of hanging out in this unified field to one day become something. And they become something through intention and prolonged intention and inspired action there's no action before an intention when you take action on something you have a a, a microsecond a milli 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 millisecond of intention before you do that i think i'll pick up my pen breakfast coffee tea water now here's the thing your subconscious is figuring out beating your heart, digesting your food, and making everything click in your brain and cells and everything. You don't have to think about that. Subconsciousness is operating in a superpower processing that you can't even fathom. The linear brain is about a millionth slower than all of that subconscious processing and the stuff that happens without us thinking about it. So the linear brain... The ears, the eyes, the sensors on our skin that feel all have limitations of what they're capable of receiving. The human eye can only see a certain light spectrum, but there's light spectrum that exists beyond our capability to see. There's sound spectrum beyond our capability to hear. And in order for me to hear the cellular signal that's out in the unified field, I have to have a phone that processes that unseen signal and turns it into something that my ear can perceive as data and information and tones that my brain can then translate into words and sounds. And my eyes can translate into pictures and words and graphics and things. It's all coming from the unseen universe. I don't have to know how it works to be able to receive it in because someone else figured that out and they created the phone for me and they figured out how to, how to scramble the cell signal and re-scramble it so that it looks readable and intelligible for me. And we've been continuing to grab the, the unseen forces and do something with them as science has continued to progress And it has gotten faster and faster. And as that has happened, as we've been able to grab from the unified field and do something with it, we have increased wealth. We have reduced poverty. We have increased the human lifespan. 
all of that to the benefit of the greater human experience. And we are continuing to expand and explore what we can do when we tap into that unified field. And that, my friends, is the law of attraction. But the thing is, your way of descrambling that and figuring out what to do with it is really imperfect and messy and mistake-ridden. And when you have the filters of how I feel about myself and how I judge the world, when all of that is also interplaying and how you're descrambling the unified field, it gets screwed up a lot. And it gives you an outcome that you don't want. It's like having a trial phone that you're hoping works and it only descrambles phones, phone calls from the 214 area code. Well, why doesn't this work for every area code? Because you haven't tuned it in. You haven't gotten the mechanism tuned in properly for it to work. And there's some great ways to do it. And there's been thousands of books written about this. And millions of people with personal experiences. And I literally have hundreds of people I've worked with who have experiences of being able to tune that in. And then what happens is they get stuck in the everyday world of being a physical person and eating and drinking and bumping into things and driving to work and doing reports and showing up at meetings, and they forget that they are a citizen of the unified field and they get back into the physical world and effort and work hard and do stuff that is resistance producing and then the stories that they tell themselves about they're not good enough and they can't speak up in meetings and their boss is going to glare at them again and the world is not a safe place and I can't be myself and all of these messages that come streaming out of the physical experience and the evidence that appears to be that way and we keep making it more of the stuff we don't want because that's our evidence And so now we're grinding it out with the unified field and convincing ourselves that this is going to have to be hard and a grind and miserable. And I have no right to be happy at work. People aren't happy at work. What's Mo talking about? You can't bring your soul to work and land your dream job and be happy. That doesn't exist on the human planet. But it does. You've got to get the tuner tuned in to the right method. And it's doable and it's beable. And when you get that tuned in for you, you're going to have the life of your dreams and you're going to get out of that slump and you're going to stop complaining to the law of attraction that doesn't work for you because I'm going to tell you something. The law of attraction is working for you every single second of your life. You're getting exactly what you think and feel about yourself and the world. The universe is responding to your thought, feeling, energy all the time and what you need to do is to start changing the filters because everything that comes back to you and through you is coming through your filters my boss will never recognize me she's never seen me for how smart I am I don't like her very much and you throw up a wall You have this story that you're committed to, and then voila, it keeps on getting worse. Huh. I can't have a boss that likes me. I can't have a boss that listens to me. This is impossible. The world's not a friendly place. 
I'll never get ahead. Maybe my master's degree is from the wrong college university. I don't fit in here. I never fit in. The last three jobs I had didn't work out for me either. It must be me. If I tell you I've heard 4,000 or 5,000 of these stories over the years I've been doing career coaching and much less the hundreds of them that I had when I was an executive uh, working with my team members, hiring people, sometimes firing people. I know the stories. I've had them myself. If you'd like to join this conversation, if you'd like to get coached on something, if you'd like to get your law of attraction thingamabobby tuned in a little bit better, why don't you go ahead and, and give us a call, and I'll, I'll grab you after the break. It's 816-251-3555. I've worked with over 500 clients in my kick-ass career workshop over the past nearly five years now. And all of those women who I have worked with have come through my webinar that I run all the time and a clarity call. And on that clarity call, we get to really the truth of what's really going on. And here's the thing. Most people think what's wrong with their career is not fixable. And I will tell you this, almost 100% of the time it is. Um, If you want to be a doctor and you have a law degree, we can't fix that. But we can help you get on track and get committed and get focused on getting the right degree. Let's start you out with a free clarity call at mofall.com slash give me clarity. We can break down what's going on in your career, what's happened, what's happening, where you're at, a little bit about the education, expertise, and experience you bring to the table. And if you're not leveraging that and you're not being all you can be to claim all that you can do and have, we may be able to help fix that for you. It's certainly worth breaking it down and having a discussion with a trained career breakthrough strategist on my team and really seeing where things are at. I'll be back after the break. Please feel free to give us a call so you can join in that conversation. 816-251-3555. See you in a minute. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, celebrating Pride Month with the LGBTQ community. Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you enjoy our programming, We invite you to support it by visiting unityonlineradio.org and clicking on Donate Now. Help us continue to provide inspiring content to everyone. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Richard Rogers, speaking at Unity San Diego on the power of transformation. Because what I want you to see today is as a culture... Even in unity, we have this belief that we're not quite there yet. 
And the whole purpose of the whole self-help movement, self-help books and workshops and all the training is so that your ego can finish the job that God started, right? Like that you're going to help you finish doing the work that God began. Like that you're going to self-help yourself into enlightenment. And we buy that. I mean, we actually think that's real, right? And what if the truth is that you're already there? You're already fully baked. And the whole thing of spiritual transformation isn't really about transforming your spirit, but it's about seeing yourself in the way that God saw you from the beginning. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Daily Word has developed beautiful card decks to support your spiritual journey. One deck is about healing. Another is about finding peace in troubled times. And the family cards are two decks, one for parents and one that can be colored on for children. So families can talk about spiritual principles together. The card decks are available from Unity. Go to unity.org, then click on Shop or call 1-800-24-UNITY Monday through Friday. June is Pride Month, and we invite you to join our virtual Pride Parade as we hear the voice of spirit through LGBTQ leaders and musicians throughout the month. We affirm an individual's right to express their chosen gender and to love according to their preference. Unity stands with the LGBTQ community to say God is love and we are all worthy of that love. For dedicated spiritual resources, visit unity.org LGBTQ. Create a path to success and prosperity with May McCarthy and Abundance Incorporated every Thursday at 2 p.m. Central on UnityOnlineRadio.org. A co-founder of seven successful companies, an angel investor, best-selling author, and international speaker, May will help you each week with spiritual and practical tools you can use to create a life that you love with greater health, happiness, wealth, and freedom. Join the show live with your questions or listen later on demand right here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And the only way to love your work and love your life is to actually Love your vibration. You got to find your best, highest version of how you feel. And as we were just wrapping up right before the break, just kind of talking a little bit about science and all of these wonderful aspects of how we process the world and how we have stuff coming toward us and through us is basically how our tuner is. And so most people who have a slump or an I can't manifest or the law of attraction isn't working for me, have just a little misguided understanding of what's really going on. So again, the law of attraction is a universal principle that vibrational frequencies will find each other in common. And when we're in the physical world, we can take, like I said earlier, a cell signal and turn it into a a physically understood thing that our senses can take in with our eyes and ears. When we're living as a human being, we're not, we're not like a cell phone, but we're kind of like a cell phone (laughs) 
because if the cell phone had a faulty processor, I might not be able to receive phone calls, but maybe I'd get text messages. Or maybe I wouldn't get any of that, but maybe I would get email. Or maybe I wouldn't get any of that. I don't know, and I'd just be able to look at the photos on my phone. If it wasn't receiving anything, I'd only be able to see what's there. So we and our bodies are a little bit like our cell phone. Our bodies are taking in from the field. Most people have an experience of walking into a room, a meeting at work or something, where you actually felt like it was like icy cold. You're like, ooh, did someone say something? And you feel like people stopped talking. You had visual cues, perhaps, but what you did is felt it in your gut. You felt the vibe of what was going on before your eyes were able to pick up the body language. Because the unified field is instant, and your eyes are viewing through the speed of light. Speed of light is much slower than the instantaneous field. So as soon as you actually entered that room, you felt it. Boom! There was not a millisecond of pause. And that is how we understand in our bodies the unified field. There's a, a, a beautiful author, scientist, psychiatrist, kinesiologist, David Hawkins, who did kinesiology experiments and literally quantified the vibrational truism of lots of things, historical figures, countries, cities, people, advertising campaigns, songs, uh, religious books, historical figures. Maybe I said that already. You can literally pick up the, the vibrational uh, thermometer, if you will, of, of anything in the unified field by holding it in your thought and then doing what he basically created a whole field of this muscle testing because your body will go weak when there's falsehood and it'll remain strong in truth. So I've got women I talk to on my clarity calls, their bodies are weak, they're depleted, they're living in falsehood of who they are. And what they're doing is overworking to compensate for how bad they feel. Because what's happening is that they're vibing at this low place of non-truth because their soul is crushed and they don't have their true self accessible and available. So they're literally depleting their energy to try to keep up in the physical world with what is depleted inside. And they're no longer receiving the brilliant, beautiful flow of energy from the unified field. They've shut it off and shut it down. So what we have is a depleted human being who is in a low vibrational mode. And she is now concluding that she sucks, work sucks, jobs suck. She should have never picked engineering after all because all the engineering jobs suck. Every engineer sucks. All that truth and now she's committed to that and now she's vibrating at that and guess what the law of attraction's working because she's getting 100 percent of that and she's getting validated and her linear brain is saying yeah see 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 and the linear brain is jumping on board because it wants certainty when we don't have certainty we search it out and our linear brain will find the answer. 
I'm miserable in my job, but it's close to home. But I've been here 20 years and I know all the people. I don't want to start a new job and have to start from scratch. No. I don't want to go into another company where I have to prove myself again. No. Even if they pay me $40,000 more. No, it's not worth it. I don't change. I'm loyal. I stick things out. I keep getting crushed because that's how I feel about myself. And if I were actually to step into my power, I may have to be responsible for my life. And then if it sucks after that, when I'm taking responsibility for my life, what about that? I'm going to absolutely abhor myself if I don't get it right. So since I haven't gotten it right for 50 years now, if I don't get it right after the next move, I'm not even going to move. I'm not going to do anything different because I know I'm screwed and my life isn't what I want it to be. So I don't want to make a change because then I'm going to just screw it up more. Every woman I've ever talked to about their career in life has commitments to a story that has been ingrained in them through an experience that basically ran amok. And now what they have is a vibrational match in their lives. A vibrational match because that's how it works. When you have a vibrational signal that's going out there, just like tuning into FM 101.5, If you stay on that radio channel, you're going to hear what they're delivering to you. And if your radio is broken and you don't go to 102.3, you're not going to listen to 102.3. You're going to be at 101.5. I don't like that music. But you can't change it because you're committed. That's my channel. I don't like the new disc jockey. I don't like the personality. Uh, But that's my channel. In order to have something in your life that you have not had, you have got to change your stories. You have got to change the commitments that you have about who you are and how the world treats you and how the world is. You've got belief systems that you are committed to. This is the way the world is. This is the way I am. And you are committed to that because your inherent humanness wants certainty. It is one of the basic problems of the human makeup (laughs) because when we're expanding and growing and living a big full life, we are thriving in uncertainty and we have to have the stories, the belief systems that allow that uncertainty to be okay for us without us going into primitive fear brain and freaking out. And the number one word that saves us is faith. And that word isn't even yet strong enough. It's a knowingness. It's a certainty. I know that myself and my universe are going to craft something that is better than I could figure out on my own. I know that when I get my vibrational being up to a higher level, and I tell more empowering stories to myself about me and the world, I know, because I understand how the universe works, that I'm going to attract something at a higher vibration. I know it to be true, certain, positively, no doubt, 100% knowing. When I vibrate at a higher level, when I know and I trust and I create and I feel good about myself, I know that that's what my life will be like. 
And when you understand that that's how the universe is put together, you can then get on that road. And you can stop telling yourself the stories about yourself that don't feel good. And you can stop telling yourself the stories about the world that don't feel good. You can change your stories and you inherently then will change your vibrational reality. And then your life will change. If you do not change your vibrational reality, you will have the same outcomes no matter what job you're in, no matter how much money you get paid, no matter how little you get paid, no matter the boyfriend, the girlfriend, or whatever. You're going to have the same reality if you keep the same commitment to the stories that you tell about yourself and the world. Guaranteed, there's nothing more guaranteed than that in the world. I see a caller who I know. And if you'd like to join this conversation, like our caller has, I'll call on you in just one second. Um, please join us at 816-251-3555. I personally don't know any more interesting topic <laughs> than this. When we talk about how the universe is put together and how we can be better navigators of it, there's nothing better because life gets better when we understand how it goes. Kelly, I see you there. So glad to have you call in. How are you today? Good morning, Mo. How are you? It's so great to hear your voice. Well, likewise. So good to see see you. I don't. Uh, that's not really the right word, is it? So good to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I see you. <laughs> um, so cruising along, great vibrational level, listening to your show, walking along, bug flies up my nose. Literally, a bug <laughs> just flew up. <sighs> Isn't that great? So, did, did it? Did it? Did it bug you? <laughs> <laughs> Made me laugh. <laughs> Those pesky little so, bugs. So that that led me to my question of: You're cruising along a great vibrational level. You're tuned into the radio mm -hmm. station that you like, but. You know, now that radio station isn't quite doing it for you anymore. How do you go about upping your game, upping your vibration? How, how does mm -hmm. that work? Okay. Uh, bugs aside, um, but it's interesting because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally dive into this, as I'm sure you knew I would. Um, I'm going to totally dive into this because this is exactly what happens in life. We are cruising around and we get distracted. We get distracted typically by a physical feeling. A bug up your nose is a perfectly obvious one, but sometimes it might be seeing something that provokes a memory that's going to have your body feel something, and now you're down a rabbit hole of how that made you feel. Seeing a car accident along the side of the road, and maybe you were in a car accident that hurt a lot, and maybe you're still limping because your leg hasn't totally healed, and you're like, choom, right down in that. That vibration of a sensory input is going to possibly take you somewhere else. Bug up your nose, frustration, icky, ooh, and it's going to bring in the access code for all the times you felt like that, and it has the opportunity to take you down there in that vibrational zone super-duper fast. So if we are not mindful of what the sensory input is, is providing to us, we will be hypnotically by default, taken to places where we don't want to go because we're going to let the feelings of the sensations run the show rather than our mindfulness of running the show. So placeholder on that. You cool there? 
Is that, is that all good? Okay. So yeah. we got we to gotta be, you know, present moment awareness is kind of how we deal with that. So being aware, being aware, being aware, being aware, being aware, being in control, being, you know, making choices. Okay. Okay. I might be hungry driving to work, but I could make a choice. Do I drive into McDonald's or do I go to the salad place? If I let my feelings dictate exactly what I want to do and the McDonald's shows up first, I might just go to the McDonald's, even though my brain and my intentions and how I want to conduct my life, maybe salad place would be better, better option. I'd feel better. I know it. But that, that, uh, if I let the feelings of being hungry win, I'm possibly going to make a, a, a less empowered choice. So we have to be in charge of how the feeling states dictate or not what we do. Now, if you're vibrating at a level and you're feeling good, feeling good, and it's time for a new thing, a new vibration, a new place to, to go to, you have to intentionally create basically a new identity. And as you know, Kelly, because you know my work, uh, we sometimes do that by something as simple and as fun as creating a vision board. I have a woman uh, who was at my retreat last month, and she said, Mo, three years ago I was in your workshop, so great great job. She just got a big pay raise and everything on my vision board is taken care of. Okay. Time for a new vision board. board. Time for a new identity of what else life could be for you. Time for creating another dream, another desire. And when we're tapped into our soul, it always wants more. Mm -hmm. It's a a never ending supply of more. So you may have to channel the desire for more and open up your cognitive imagination to what that might be. Do I want to take more trips? Do I want to have this better job? Do I want to start teaching, doing this? Do I want to start experiencing life differently? Maybe we go camping more. What do I really desire to do and be? Huh, I just want to start doing more of what feels good. And then you've got to get in touch with that. And then you've got to be very intentional about what that looks like for your roadmap. And again, as you know, my work. So we've got to have some type of roadmap, a plan, desires laid out. Now, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, goal, set, goal setting is so old and so old fashioned and don't set goals, just whatever. Those people may not have accomplished too much. I don't know. People who accomplish much, if you follow success, Success leads, leaves clues for us. If you follow those who have been successful, they have had a strong desire for something bigger than themselves and something more on a continual basis. Oh, we've got this. Okay, now next. Okay, next. Okay, next. Okay, next. The soul wants next. The soul wants more. So, Kelly, you may, you may be in a situation now where you have to get that imagination percolated and start mm-hmm. feeling the soul's vibration of more. And designing something, mm-hmm. being very intentional about it. How's yeah, that my imagination—it's great. It totally resonates. My imagination is rusty. How do I? Ha, any books, authors, uh, recommendations? Meditation. Yeah. Um, sure. There's there's books. There's authors. Um, you know, there there used to be a really, really cool series out there, What Color Is My Parachute, that everyone used to, to run to. But I'm going to tell you, in my experience, um, not having too much structure about it and just letting things flow through you 
is is a more of a wide open screen. But here's the thing. You've got to open up those neurons in your brain that help access that, just like the whole cell phone thing. Like if your bandwidth on your cell phone is limited, you're going to get limited input. So you have to open up the creative aspects of the brain, and the best way to do that is through meditating at a deeper level, perhaps meditating longer, allowing yourself mm-hmm. to be in that space of the unified field and of deeper brainwave activity so you can start getting the neurons to talk to each other. A lot of mm-hmm. science is out there about, uh, I think it's 20-minute meditation is kind of the sweet spot for a lot of the stuff that happens in the brain. The hippocampus is the piece inside the brain that connects the right and left hemispheres of the brain. The hippocampus in people who meditate 20 minutes a day for 90 days is like 25% thicker and more active. Like it's, it's, okay. it's crazy. There was just something mm-hmm. published that someone in one of my Facebook groups or in my workshop shared that uh, when 50-year-olds meditate, and I forget the exact length and time, but this 20-minute, 90-day thing is kind of a, a little bit of a breeding ground for the neurons in the brain. But 50-year-olds can have a brain as vital as a 25-year-old through meditation. And I'm happy to hear that although I'm 57, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure my brain is a little bit healthier than the average 57-year-old woman walking around on the planet because I spend a lot of time in meditation in deeper states and I know what's going on not only am I feeling great and connected to the unified field and reducing resistance in my physical experience I'm also laying neurons that I don't even know that are happening but I know that they're happening because I understand the science of it and so my brain is getting more more vibrant and vital and active and I'm thinking of things and being solution oriented and there's a thing in positive psychology called positive bias and when we turn on enough neurons in our prefrontal cortex and a couple of other places in our brain we will begin to thrive in a positive bias state and kelly maybe there's a friend or two that you might know and they actually are living in a negative bias state where everything has a negative connotation, a fear situation, those people have like a 600% higher chances of being uh, depressed and, and, and that sort of thing. And, and, and so it's usually having some componentry of the neurons not really being as healthy in a brain. And I'm not saying you can cure all depression or all mental illness, et cetera, with just meditation, but it does help. And when you mm-hmm. open your creativity centers through allowing that time for your neurons to kind of reconnect and and come back into working order, you're going to open up your creativity. Yeah, that totally resonates with me. You know, I you know I when I I find when I do give the time to med- a long meditation, I do feel a lot better. It's the consistency, mm-hmm. doing it yes. on a daily basis. That's that's the key. Right, and for that time so that that yeah. totally resonates with me thank you so much i knew you were the right yeah. person to call <laughs> <laughs> and i'm gonna i'm gonna give you another little tool to open up your creativity um and we have this beautiful thing now in our 21st century called google and it's really cool if you just google things that you're interested in what do what are the top 10 places to vacation what are the top 10 ways that people can utilize an engineering degree. I mean, there's just stuff out there that can tickle our imagination 
open up our creativity. Uh, vision boards are great, but you got to get the stuff to put on the vision board, right? So I think what you're saying is there's kind of maybe a lack of, I don't really know what to put on the vision board. I don't really know where to go next. So you got to get into dreaming, opening up, expanding, and not letting the the constraints of maybe who you think you are and what you think the world is capable of providing to you. You've got to find a way to break through some of those constraints. Um, mm-hmm. Since you've done the work that I know you've done because we've worked together, I'm going to suggest a book. And this book is going to blow your mind. Um, <laughs> if anyone uh, else is listening here and you hear this this book reference, I'm going to warn you. I'm going to warn you. This book is going to blow your mind. It's a book called Nothing in the Way. It's by a beautiful author and coach. Her name is Kidist, K-I-D-E-S-T, Om. I don't know that's her birth name, but it's a cool name, Kidist, Om. Um, and uh, this book, Nothing in the Way, is one of the most elegant descriptors of how we move our thought process and our consciousness from kind of like the ordinary everyday human existence into more of a non-local possibility, anything I can think of, I can do more into that zone. And she's got a very, very elegant way of writing about it and describing it. And it's literally, you know, when I, when I, I I've read the book and I keep it handy because I like to go back to certain pages and, and uh, passages it's almost like you're getting a download from the unified field reading her words. It's quite beautiful. Hmm. So you might want to check that out. Um, like almost every book on the planet, I, I got it on Amazon.com. Um, not advertising, no royalties involved here. Um, but it's a, it's a gorgeous book. And it's one that you'll want to hang on to. So I suggest actually getting the book. Um, there's your suggestion for what book should I read? <laughs> There's a lot of provoking questions in there as well. So that'll stimulate the nervous system, the neurons, the brain to start imagining something different. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mo. I truly appreciate your, your guidance, your wisdom, your knowledge. Thank your, you. Your presence is awesome. You're, you're you a great it. soul. Thank you so much, Kelly. Always great to hear from you as well. So I was talking earlier about this beautiful article by Dawson Church in the Unity magazine for July and August, which I just got this week, I believe. And um, he talks about how we're expanding as a human planet. But here's the other thing. When you pray, meditate, and feel compassion, you are turning on beneficial genes. These include the genes that trigger your body's production of stem cells, longevity hormones, and pleasure neurotransmitters. Your consciousness is creating the molecules and cells of your body in every moment. And I'm reading directly from his beautiful article in this magazine. This affects more than just your own body. Emotions can spread through societies as rapidly as the flu, an extraordinary phenomenon known as emotional contagion. A single happy person makes the people around them happier by 34%. And I've seen this, and I think actually, Kelly, you're on hold now, but I think you called uh, a while back and you mentioned how it, this this positive or more positive you has also affected and infected and contagioned your husband to be more positive and your relationship is, is, is better than ever. So you being the most beautiful, higher vibrating you is going to attract to you beautiful, higher vibrating people, places, things, experiences, 
beautiful dreams and ideas and intentions about what you want to do with your life. And you're going to infect 34% of the people you come in contact with to the positive. So this is such a wonderful way to live your life. It's a lifestyle to commit to being on the on the higher side of the law of attraction. It's working for you 24-7. So don't say it's not. You're just vibrating at the rate of what you're getting in your life. So change it up and you're going to get different results. It's the work I do in my kick-ass career coaching workshop. Kelly knows all about it. Thanks again for calling in, Kelly. You can access that through a clarity call at mofall.com slash give me clarity. See you next time. This is Coach Mo Fall. You can find me everywhere at mofall.com and Coach Mo Fall, social media everywhere. See you next time. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth, and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.